Let's go, guys! Welcome back to the podcast series on the voice of youth in obesity, where we discuss the challenges and needs of the young adults who are affected by overweight or obesity. So hello everyone, we're here in Frankfurt today and uh, I am very happy to have you listening to our third episode here. Today I'm joined by three very beautiful and very smart girls who are very brave to come forward and speak to me about everything that comes to mind. So I'd like to start off by saying my name is Konstantin, you already know me and I'll give the opportunity to my guests to present themselves shortly. So we can start off with Kara. Hi, I'm Kara and I'm from Ireland and I'm 14. Okay, thank you. Um, hi, I'm Marta, I'm 16 and I'm from Portugal. And the last one is like the most difficult name. So it's like Maite, I believe. Yes. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Maite, I'm from Germany and I'm 17, 17 years old. So considering the fact that today I'm joined by girls only, I'm surrounded, we'll have some more discussions who are personally related to them. But uh, I would like to start off by giving you the opportunity to share what you think of uh, our podcast and what your hope for it is or how you, just your general opinion of this opportunity that you're given to express yourself here freely i think it's great personally because i think hopefully if people listen to it it will lessen a lot of stigma that's around it i also think it's a great opportunity to talk about this because i think young people can relate more to the experiences of other young people even if you have like an older older person telling you oh yeah i also went through this i mean it was years ago Um, so it's a bit different. So if you have someone that's around your age talking about it, you can relate to it a lot more and maybe don't feel so alone about the situation or don't think, don't be like, oh yeah, this is just me, I'm just overreacting or something. I also think it's nice to hear what Ada went through so you can just think about it and say, okay, maybe I should do it as well or maybe I don't do that, like to learn from us. Perfect and like, I really like the... Martha's response because yes we are living in a different times in a different generation and like that brings me up to considering this fact it's like in today's world social media is like such a big big role even in the obesity space because like people back in the day didn't go on YouTube to research how to lose weight They didn't go to Instagram to look at their favorite influencer that's, that has the perfect body, so it's on the beach showing it off. And it's like just a very different environment. And I would like to get your opinions on this whole aspect of it, like these perfect-looking influencers who are promoting weight loss, who are promoting solutions for it, who are promoting supplements for it, who are giving the impression to the young ones that it's easiest uh, going out, like literally the easiest thing to lose weight. You just have to buy this supplement or follow this specific diet. And uh, not even just on that, I would like to get your opinions on like the body image of uh, that's being promoted. So if you were to, like, let's say you were to research weight loss, how would you feel about like, do you feel like hopeful 
about the idea of a solution being provided through social media? Or do you feel like more of a, uh, it's not really the place to go? No, because I have looked it up in the past and a lot of it was just like, hey, only eat every second day and don't eat too much every second day or take this and you'll lose weight. So it's not a great thing. Yeah, not a great and a mixed information out there for people. And you, Marta? I don't really go to social media to look up other people or how to lose weight or anything. But some of the influencers I follow have like promoted that kind of stuff and I know that it's not true and that it's you know it's it's just toxic really because I know that they're not just taking that supplement or they're not just like eating that specific salad or whatever they're like they either work out like really really hard you know like a lot and have like a really strict dieting plan or maybe they just don't eat which is not healthy either but promoting the things the way they do is just toxic and can make a lot of younger women specifically um, feel really bad about themselves and I've noticed that because um, when I started like getting more self-conscious about my body like even nowadays even yesterday when we were walking walking back to the hotel like I was looking at um, the other ladies in the street and they're all like a lot of them were like super thin and I was comparing myself to that and like I know I shouldn't do that but it's just it's automatic to me right now and uh, I know everyone everyone's body is different and everything like my best friend she eats like a lot you know but she's like super skinny and like it's just how she works you know and I don't hate her for it but I know we're different and I know that everyone has like a different body way different way of working things out but yeah i think that just promotes comparing yourself to other people and it's not good so at the end of the day like the image of a woman in social media is not something you agree with i think they should be proud of their bodies um and, it, and everyone should be proud of the body they have and if you work for that body you should even even be more proud of it because you know you put in the work to have that body and if you're happy with it great that's great for you but i don't think you should use that body worked for to promote uh, this type of toxicity in media and for comparison to other people if you're out there and if you're a young person don't compare yourself to the people you see online basically compare your results to your past and maite going back so, on the social media i don't really look up people that lose weight of any like supplement or anything but I often see videos or like promotions and most of the people say you just need to take this pill and then everything is fine but it's mostly fake even though like some sometimes they show pictures of them before and after but it doesn't seem real when they say yeah I just uh, took it one month and now I look like that so I don't really believe what they are telling me. That's a good way to go about it. It's like always have something in the back of your head. With social media, there is a lot of stigma around obesity. Let's start with Kara. How do you feel about like the whole perception of obesity and the stigmatization of it online and in person as well? I think it's awful because it always makes a lot of people with obesity overthink that like they could see someone wearing an outfit and they could buy that outfit because they want to look like them. But the person they saw wearing the outfit could have been thinner. So then when they put it on, they think they look awful because they don't look like the model who was wearing it. 
And then online, it's just crazy with the amount of people because it's not even that a lot of people care about your weight. It's just that people will find any way to make you feel bad about yourself online. So Yeah, absolutely. And if you're thinking about obesity as a disease, you don't uh, see other people who have a different disease being bullied about it or being made fun of. We see more of them being supported, which is something we should change and we should provide that opportunity for the future generation. I think, obviously, it's an awful thing like to do. And... I don't know. I think like nowadays I've seen a bit more support to people with obesity or just overweight. And I think that's great because it can really help like other people that have it feel better about themselves. But I don't know. I think most people like they look at someone that's um, bigger, let's say, and they're like, oh, that person's probably unhealthy. They don't have a good like um, they eat a lot or they only eat junk food and everything and like i think jumping to conclusions without even knowing the person i don't think we should ever jump to conclusion to conclusions when you just just looking at a picture or just someone like on the street because you don't know them and that person is a lot more than that specific trait absolutely agree and here is the fact that we need to work on the whole Im- image of obesity in the public because like people don't really know that there is so much more to it than it just seems at first glance and hopefully in the next couple of years it will get better and better and better well i saw many uh, women actually that were like standing up for their weight and i saw so many positive comments and i was really shocked to see how many people actually would support but then there were like haters that would comment and say, oh my God, she's so fat and stuff. But it's not really much if you see how many people would actually support you. Oh yeah, things would change, definitely. And uh, when we're on the topic of uh, living with obesity, being struggling with overweight issues, it's like, I would like to get your opinion on how do you like see the consequences of living with obesity long term? Do you read about it? Do you worry about it? What do you know in general about it, being a young person? It can cause a few issues. Um, You could get other health problems and there's been a lot of people who they'll continue to gain weight, which if you're healthy, then there's no problem with it. But then there's a lot of things they can't do because of that weight. Or there's been people who have been bullied a lot because of it and they have kill themselves because of the amount of bullying which is awful a lot of people have kept telling me hey you should lose the weight now while you're young because if you get older and still have the weight then you will have um the extra skin and you'll need to get surgery for it so that's a lot of pressure because it's like hey you don't want this thing get rid of it yeah totally if you and you feel like pressured into doing it as fast as possible and then you start overthinking the consequences of it even more as you grow and you grow. And what about the consequences The consequences in professional plan? Like, do you believe that it can affect your future in a professional manner in your career? Do you feel like you might be looked at differently? Yeah, there's a lot of people who have spoken about the fact that they were denied jobs because of their weight or that they're given certain jobs in their job, but they won't be given others because people immediately think, oh, they can't do that because they have extra weight. Are you worried about something like that happening to you? Yeah, I mean, I tend to overthink a lot, so that would definitely be one of the things that would come up in my mind, yeah. 
Okay, thank you. Marta, the same question. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about this because I know, like, in a, let's say, scientific way, objectively, I know there are consequences to living with obesity, um, extra weight, you know, health problems, uh, physical health and mental health, you know, in terms of confidence um, and even what Kara said about people killing themselves because, I don't know, they feel like they're not worth living. But it's not something that I think a lot about now that I like the question was made I, I don't really think about it yeah that's totally fine but if you were like uh, now you obviously heard Kara spinning and do you feel like in a professional plan with your progression and everything after school after university if you were to be overweight would that affect your career um I mean maybe because I want to follow follow marine biology you know so maybe Uh, for the parts of the job where you have to go diving, you know, you have to go into the ocean and to do that whole thing to, like, see the animals, the plants, you know, just see the environment you're studying. Um, I think that could be a problem. Yeah, it could provide a challenge for you. Yeah. Okay, and Maite? I'm also aware of the health problems that can come from obesity. And many people already told me, you need to think about it. If you lose it now... You don't have much more problems later, but it's not easy to just lose it. It's totally not. And when we're on the topic of losing weight, I would like to speak about what motivates you to do it. Like if you if you went back to looking at your first attempts or to the moment you realized you wanted to do something, what was the first thing that motivated you to lose weight, Kara? The first thing was probably because I overheard my friends talking to another friend who had uh, quite a bit of weight and she lost it. And they were all like, wow, you look great. You lost it. And that was kind of the first motivation for me. It was like, oh, oh, I'd get compliments if I lost it. So it would be like more of an acceptance into the group. Yeah. And a different opinion from people. Yeah, definitely. Just fitting in basically into the bigger picture. Yeah. And you, Marta? Mine was probably about clothing. I remember, like, I used to hate to go shopping for clothing. and Everything was, like, a whole ass. I used to, like, argue with my mom a lot about it because she was just like, that does not fit you anymore. You have to go shopping. But I hated it. And my friends, they... I mean, I'm not going to say they had a great style because we were, like, kids. But, you know, they, they had, like, cool clothes and everything. And I used to be, like, just in a hoodie, you know, like, in something like that, comfortable. And I didn't really care... Because I also, when I when I went shopping, the things that I liked, I didn't like to see on myself. So when I realized that, because to me, at the beginning, I thought I was just going to live like that forever. You know, I wasn't ever like, it wasn't possible for me to lose it, to look like my friends. And then when I realized I could do it, and I did like lose a bit, my body changed a bit. Um, I started realizing that I was like starting to look better in some of the clothing that I wanted to wear. So, yeah, and even nowadays, every time I go shopping, I'm just like, okay, okay, like, I like to to see myself in this, you know? And so, yeah, definitely, like, looking at myself in the mirror, where, like, wearing, like, the clothing that I like and feeling good about myself. That was, like, my most biggest motivation. Absolutely, that was one of the biggest for me. Like, I remember in high school, I wanted to wear the same clothes that were cool that other kids wore. But I couldn't fit in them because just the sizes didn't go to as big as I was. 
And uh, going back to it, when I lost like 90 kilos, the first year after losing 90 kilos, I bought so much clothes. I was obviously a bit older than you and I was working, so I had access to adult money at that point. And I was spending like 90% of my money on new clothes and seeing myself in everything possible. So yeah, just like, this is like such a... This is one thing that normal people would never even consider. Just going to the store and buying the clothes that everyone can buy. It's just something so out of reach for us that's very cool for you to touch on. And you, Maite? I think my biggest motivation was like getting accepted from everyone and not getting these weird looks or this judgment but I also think a motivation for me was like the other people told me you don't need to change but if you feel you have to then do it and just imagining like myself if I were thinner or in other clothes that I would love to wear but are not available in my size or just going to like a random shop and get clothes and not uh, driving like, I don't know, much more way to just get clothes in my size. Yeah, I think that's what motivates me. I feel like what we can take out of all those responses is like the motivation behind the desire to lose weight is just to be normal like the rest of the people, to be accepted and to not be looked at differently. Just to be like in the group of people. I would like to ask you about uh, support in your fight with obesity and uh, support in your day-to-day life. So, Kara, if you had to like say who is your biggest supporter, the person that you talk to the most about it. My mom would definitely be the biggest support about it. And how how she has helped you Yeah. with the discussions and everything. Yeah. Um... We can stay up pretty late sometimes having discussions about it because I always have this thing because I have about three different shows of people I like coming up in March. I always have this thing when things are coming up, it's like, okay, I want to lose the weight for that to be able to look good for it, which it's not great because if I get to that point and I haven't lost the weight, I go very down after it. But um, we have a lot of discussions about it and she's very comforting with it. Sounds fair enough. And you, Marta? I think um, the most like obvious answer would be my parents. But now that I think of it and I think like think back, even though my parents were always there and they did support me, I think my biggest supporter was probably my friend Laura because I only met her in seventh grade. But I mean, I don't think she even realizes it, but she was like such a change in my life because I used to be like very introverted and I was very self-conscious and everything. And I still am. But now, I mean, she's just, she's a very confident person. So she just, she showed me that, uh, like, I could have that confidence too. For example, last year when I went through that whole, like, situation of just not eating or barely eating, um, which obviously not healthy, she actually had a bit of a thing like that too. So we used to just talk for hours about it and how we felt about our bodies because she's a dancer. So she has, like, even though she has just, like, a fine, like, she's she looks fine. Um, you know, there's also like that whole like thing about looking good in the dance world and everything. So, yeah, I think she can like definitely relate, even if she doesn't have the same issues as me. Um, she always makes me feel like what I'm saying, my feelings, it's just totally normal, you know, like completely acceptable. Like you feel how you feel and you go and like 
if I go like shopping for new clothes or something and I'm insecure about like a shirt that I bought, she's just like, you look great. Your ass looks great. You go. Perfect. Everyone needs that friend. And you, Maite? I think uh, my biggest support is obviously my family and my parents. But if I think like really back what my mother told me is that my mother is actually my biggest supporter uh, because at some point in school I got bullied. I don't really remember because I don't know. Maybe I don't want to remember it. But I got bullied because of the way I looked. And my mother got to these kids and told them it's not like my fault that I look like that. Absolutely. And while we're on the subject, a lot of you said, parents, I would like to hear more about just the general discussion of weight in your family and uh, how your relationship with your parents around the subject of weight is, like uh, how they felt about it and how they felt about you being uh, basically struggling with it and were they supportive or whatever it comes to mind. Well, my dad, he's one of these people who can eat as much as he wants with any amount of calories and he won't gain any weight. Um, so I don't really talk about it with him because he's kind of from a different generation as well. It's like, oh, you look fine and we'll move on. But my mom, it's very much like if I see something and I say, oh, when I lose weight, I want to wear that. She's like, you know, I said the same thing when I was your age. And you do realize that if we found something like that in your size, you could still wear it and still look as good as the model does. Now, I don't believe that because I've always had a problem with my self-image, but it can be very comforting actually hearing someone say that. Yeah, it's like even the the smallest support in that way, it just changes your perspective on it. Like you still feel like it would be better for you to be in a different body in that outfit, but hearing a third point of view, even though it's a close family member, saying that it still looks good on you and you should just accept it. It's still supportive and it's still the right message. So, Marta? I think my parents were like, they've always been very supportive about like my me and anything I do. And when I decided that, yeah, I want to lose weight and everything, they, they, like, they helped me in every single way they could. But at the same time, I think... They also contributed, even if they didn't want to, to uh, like my lack of self-esteem in this issue, because um, like they were both like skinny when they were kids, you know, like at my age, they were both skinny. And then like as a kid, I wasn't, you know, and I remember them being like, yeah, like uh, maybe like run around a bit more or just, you know, they, they used to like try to help me but by helping the things they tried to like help me with didn't really work out and I know they did it like in the best way possible you know they never meant to hurt me and I get that you know but I just they did support me but the ways they tried to support me weren't always the best and like in my family I don't think anyone really cares that much but sometimes there's little comments you know like my grandparents sometimes they would just like even like recently they would just like come up to me and be like so how much do you weigh? Or like, oh, yeah, um, just like, keep going. You're, you're like a lot skinnier. You don't look as fat, something like that, you know? Like, it's the way they said it. Then I, I, I was always like, okay, then, thank you. I appreciate that so much. The older generation is a lot more rude than it's currently accepted. 
and it's very different and it's just generally their point of view is different and they are more direct and even if they have good intentions behind their message they still don't find the best way to communicate it but uh, I believe that what you said goes back to people not being educated on just how complicated obesity is and losing weight is and living with it is and I believe that a lot of kids currently are struggling with it because their parents are not well educated on all the issues around it on how to provide the best nutrients for their child, how to provide the best possibilities for it to exercise and just give them all the right opportunities. So it's good to see a perspective like yours on this topic. And Maite, how do you feel? So my parents were always a support, but my mother was more like the support I needed because she has this had the same problems and she knows what I'm going through but my father was a little bit harsh I would say because he was like okay just do more sports or eat less I know he didn't meant it like that but he just wanted to help me but didn't really know how he could help me I totally get that and that's why we need more information available to people I would like to ask you like if there is a challenge that you go through in your day-to-day life that people wouldn't know about. Like, for example, when I was young and uh, I'm quite tall and when I went to school, there were certain classrooms that had smaller desks that I couldn't fit in because I was tall. But I was worried that people would make fun of me for not fitting because I was overweight. Because, like, they didn't make the difference in the time. And if I don't fit somewhere, I'll be made fun of for not fitting because I'm overweight. So what is, like, something that you go through in your day-to-day life that other people wouldn't know necessarily about just because you're living with obesity? I mean, I'd always, if um, when I'm getting changed in a day, I'd always look at my clothes like, okay, what makes me look the smallest? What would people judge me less for being in. It's always been that. Yeah, totally. And you, Marta? I can think of two things. First of all, like the night before, I usually choose my outfit because it's just, I'm very slow in the morning, so it's just easier. And a lot of the nights I think, okay, so how do I think my body is going to wake up tomorrow so that I can pick my outfit based on that? If I want to wear like, um, tighter pants or a tighter shirt or if I want something more loose and everything so like I put like a lot of thought into that and I don't think people really like realize how much thought I put into like the outfits that I wear even if it's just like something simple I'm always thinking like am I going to look good am I not going to look gonna look good like I'm going to f- am I going to feel good about this um, and the other thing is a lot of like the confidence that I present to other people is fake. Like it is, but it's the way of like that keeps me going. So when I meet new people, I'm always expecting like the worst. I'm always expecting people to just look at me and uh, like, I don't know, give me a dirty look because of my body. Or if I'm eating something that's more unhealthy, I guess, I always like expect people to look at me like with a dirty look because, oh yeah, I shouldn't be eating, eating that, but... Totally get like that. Like, in reality. But then I think back, and I'm like, would you do that? Like, 
when you meet a new person, do you think about that? And like, I don't because it doesn't matter. So yeah, but I get very self-conscious about like every everything I do. Uh, I would also say with the closing, I always think about if I were it, would anybody see me like I see me? And in my head, everyone sees what I don't want to see. So it's a bit difficult. And I also think in my day-to-day -day life in school, I have to walk upstairs much t uh, many times because we have multiple buildings and there are mostly two floors. And if I'm walking up, I I normally want to walk alone because I'm trying to go up slower so I'm not out of breath if I'm up. But if, like, friends want to walk with me, I'm just trying not to be obviously breathing as much if I'm on the top floor. There are a lot of things that you just simply overthink when you're living with obesity and... Uh... Yeah, people would totally not ever think about that. And while we're on the topic of uh, fighting obesity, it's obviously that we have to speak a bit about uh, food. And this is such a big topic and we can have an hour-long discussion just about it. But generally speaking, I would like to give you like a quick minute to say something that you've learned through time about food because a lot goes into a meal, a lot of macros, Like, there is good carbs, there are bad carbs. You have to follow, like, strictly your protein intake. There are also good sugars and really bad sugars. There, There's your insulin level that's very important to the way how your body absorbs food. And there are a lot of topics, like this, the lunch that's being provided in schools for kids that's not ultimately the best, but... Literally just a quick minute of something that you've learned about food or something that you want to change about the food. Whatever comes to mind, Kara. A lot of things you can change, like say white bread out for brown bread. Um, and it still tastes pretty much the same unless you're getting a different brand. It's different things. My mom always does this and we were talking to a dietitian uh, a while ago and she was saying, oh, well, when we eat spaghetti or when we eat pasta, it's brown pasta. I had no idea. And then I had white pasta after it. I was like, okay, that tastes way better when it's brown. It's just simple things that you can change and be like, oh, this tastes similar or this tastes the same or better even. And I could have that instead of the other, you know? And keep in mind that you should follow the nutrients very closely and read about it and see if actually the brown bread alternative is ultimately better than the white one because it's sometimes it's just marketing and misleading to people to think that that's better for you and that's worse for you. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember my mom taught me how to read like the um, food labels, you know, like the, yeah. the little thingies that say how much sugar it is per 100 grams and everything. And like, To me, like as a kid, I was just like, okay, cool. I understand what this is now. Um, and then I remember, I think it was in sixth grade, we did learn about a bit about it like in school. But I don't think any of us like really like paid attention to it. And I think like being able to like read that helped me a lot to like distinguish if it's just marketing or if it's actually really better for you. Um, and also um, nowadays I make most of my lunches and like meals because I like to control what I eat so that it's easier to like eat in general. So I realized that like making a meal, 
like if you want to like take everything into account of nutrients and everything it's way harder especially if you don't have as much time you know like for example I make like my school lunches and everything most of the time and I also have to study so I'm always like controlling my time being like okay so I'm going to study from this to this and I'm going to have like 45 minutes to make my lunch and everything and eat and then I'll keep studying and everything and it's just I think like the controlling part is way harder than a lot of people believe it is absolutely in uh, in our time everything is like very urgent to do everyone doesn't have the time to cook everyone is busy everyone has places to be and unfortunately for us eating healthy is the more difficult option especially in the beginning because let's say that you have to do your research about what you're eating and then you decide to cook at home there's so much to read and so much to learn for you to be ready to make your own healthy meal that's actually good for you but with time that becomes easier and people shouldn't be afraid to do it because like literally with time it's the easiest thing ever you just have to be educated on it and you just have to be informed and if there is one thing that i would like for you to learn or to take is like when we're back home and everything i would like for you to learn about sugar about sugar intake how it's affected by your insulin how it gets absorbed in your body how it gets used and just research how many of the products that you buy on regular basis have uh, added processed sugar in them and like how all those fast food chains are literally they're literally so addictive because of the ingredients and the sugar added into them it's just something that i would love for you as young people to know and to be aware of and you might eh uh, well i probably would like to change that it's easier for everyone to understand what really is in the things you buy or want to eat because many people don't think about it and just eat it and if they try to understand they need to figure it out somehow and it's mostly not easy for everyone absolutely it's not uh i would love to give you this opportunity to tell me like who do you believe is responsible for your weight is it yourself is it your parents is it your healthcare professional who is it at the end of the day kara i think it's myself definitely because even though food isn't like the main thing that would stop it or that would make you gain weight because sometimes there are other things that go into it i can control what food i'm given unless my mom makes dinner which she normally does but it's always healthy and i can control what i eat of that i can control what i drink different things like that okay so let me ask you again how old are you 14 okay so you're 14 uh, how many years have you been like fighting with obesity pretty much as long as i can remember as long as you can remember okay so you're 14 now mm-hmm. and you believe that you're entirely responsible for your own weight pretty much yeah yeah i'll have a discussion with you and explain to you how wrong you are because it's absolutely not dependent on you at the end of the day you have to make actions and you have to take some responsibility but it's not entirely up to you you need to find the right specialist you need to get support from your parents and you need to slowly work your way to understanding understanding everything around the disease and understanding everything that goes into it until a 
more permanent effect is uh, present and you've found what works for you. But until then, it definitely it's not up to you. There's so much that goes into it. And for your brain to have all this information at 14, trust me, it's impossible. <laughs> okay, and you, Marta? Well, I was going to say they're pretty much same as No, Cara. you can still say whatever you believe in. No, because I do believe, um, like, I'm responsible for my weight because it's my body. I control what I do, you know? I know, like, a lot of things... Like, biologically, you can't control because it just doesn't work like that. But even if you find the right specialist and the right plan for you, you're the one that's eating or, like, working out or not working out. Like, you're the one that's controlling your body, so you control the decisions you make. So I think you're responsible for your weight if you have a solution to the problem you want to solve and you choose not to use it, I guess. I feel responsible for my weight in that, like lens i guess you said that you're you're eating right and it leads to you eating more and stuff like that it's you're not entirely responsible for eating because there are certain things that lead you into eating more it might be psychological aspects it might be like outside aspects or it might be just like hunger that's there because you're not uh, aware of what you need to eat to be properly full and full in the long term. So even eating, people think that you just eat more because you're like a fat, lazy person. But eating more comes from other outside factors. People eat for a lot of different reasons and it goes back to educating on the problem and uh, finding the information to support you and to know why that's happening. And you might. So normally I blame myself for my weight, even though I actually know it's not really my fault. It's more the disease's fault that I'm that weighted. But I think if you know that you're not completely the fault of being like that, but I think it's more like you're responsible for yourself to, if you want to lose it, then to lose it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand you. We'll talk more after. Uh, I would like to give you like this opportunity to tell me one thing that you wish you were given. You wish you were given as an opportunity, like one thing that could help you, but it's not available, or if it's available, it's like out of reach, or like just simply one thing that you would change about your day-to-day life, or just like one factor that could be for the better of you probably say um change in stigma because of the fact that it's a big part of my life that it's like okay what makes me look the smallest are people going to judge me do people find me annoying it's a lot of different things like that do you believe that if stigma was out of the picture you would be more open to change and to seek for advice and help definitely yes yeah i totally agree marta well when I was, like, younger and everything, I used to love, like, watching TV and the shows and everything. And I remember, like, in the early 2000 shows and everything, you always had, like, the group of friends, you know? You had, like, the pretty girl, the pretty boy. They always, like, went together. And every every character, like, you, they fit into a box. And you always had, like, the fat friend that was funny. And I thought that's all I could be, you know? And even in my group of friends, that was the role I fulfilled because as kids, you, like, kind of absorb what you what you see 
So like like now that I think of it, I my group of friends kind of like fitted into those boxes or we tried to and I was that friend. And I think if that hadn't like happened or if fat people weren't treated like that in the media, then little me would have like grown up to be a much more confident person and outspoken and everything. So yeah, I think the way media like I said before, it's way better now. But I think the way media portrays like like this type of people is like really bad and it can really affect people even if they don't know it. Very well said, very well. Maite? Um, I think the possibilities to get a real good professional that can actually help you and not, not some doctor that thinks he knows something to help you with is something I would love to have or love to have. Totally. And uh, to conclude our conversation here today, I would love to give each and every one of you a minute to give an advice to yourself a couple years prior. So let's say you're speaking to yourself like four years ago, five years ago or whatever. What advice would you give to yourself? Maybe like five years ago, I'd have been in sixth grade. Yeah, I think I did the math right. And that was like, the year I like really like I changed the group of friends and everything and I like started becoming the person that I am today um and I do believe that like a lot of my past experiences with being bullied and just what people my friends friends um I don't know the word in English yeah don't uh, worry don't worry about it Go I ahead. don't know the word <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um not really friends just like you know friends toxic friends yeah fake exactly, friends exactly but I Like, I don't blame them because we were kids, you know, we, we were mean, you know, we don't know what we're saying. But I, like, I was very shy and I just, I put a wall around myself and I didn't let anyone in and my mental health was really bad. So I also, like, I think I became the person little me would have, like, wanted to meet to feel better about herself. So I think... If I could speak to her, I would tell her it doesn't matter what your friends are saying. Um, like the stupid comments they make and everything. They probably don't even mean it. They don't know what they're saying. Just ignore it and do whatever you, you want to make you happy. You know, like it's not that big of a deal. You know, it might sound like your whole life, but it doesn't matter. Like it's just one thing about you. You have much more about you. And like if people really care about you, They won't care about your body or how much you weigh. They they will care about your favorite book, your favorite movie, your favorite color, whatever. Just it's not that important. It's just a tiny thing about you in the whole person that you are. Totally, it's a lot more to you than your appearance. Cara, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely. If it was five years ago, I would have been around nine. Um, don't ask me what class I was. I'm not doing math right now. Um. There are definitely two specific people. I'd say don't become friends with him and leave her. Just don't be her friend because they were very bad friends, very toxic. I don't want to say what um, one of them did, but one was definitely... And, like, she um, had obesity. She was she had more weight than I did, but she'd still make fun of my weight or say, oh, you're breathing hard because you can't run as fast as I can. And it was really annoying. For me so so pick your friends better yeah basically okay. and you might think 
I think if I would talk to myself five years ago, when I was about 12 years old, I would tell myself that I should speak with someone I feel comfortable speaking about it and not letting anyone else tell you that you, like, I don't know, don't have confidence or that you look bad. Yeah, definitely be more confident. Okay, girls, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I believe that there were some very nice things said, some very useful information for the people out there. And hopefully we have helped at least one person who is in our shoes today listening. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in. And see you soon. Bye-bye.